are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all the things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you. Are you struggling with the process, the hype and the many online options out there? Each week we publish three podcasts on Monday, Wednesday and Friday to help you with all the pain points you may come across in your business journey, including many tips to keep you and your business healthy and thriving. So, before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online, step-by-step, and it's completely free. Hi, and welcome to episode 34. How to SEO when you don't know SEO. Thanks, Emily. Yeah, look, uh, we wanted to touch base on search engine optimization today, so SEO, which is the abbreviation for it, it can be a daunting thing for a lot of people when starting out online because a lot of it is quite foreign to people and, you know, not really an area of expertise or interest for a lot. Um, You know, when I started, I didn't really have a lot of knowledge of the topic and I certainly didn't really have a lot of interest for it. Um, But as I've gone along, I've I've picked things up and, and created my own style and that's what we're going to talk about is is managing your seo to suit the way you work so it can be quite technical uh, and it's always changing but it's, it's a very important part of a successful online business because getting found in search results is key to your success online so definitely don't forget about your seo you need to make plans for it and you need to be proactive and be doing it all the time So what we're going to discuss is what to do if you don't know SEO and what options you have. So if you're an SEO expert, then this is probably not the podcast episode for you to listen to. Um, But if you're just starting out and you don't know anything about it, hopefully we'll be able to give you some tips and tricks. So one option you've got with SEO is you can learn. So basically you can upskill yourself and learn SEO to do it yourself. Um, And there's a number of online options for this. Um, The best source for courses, so actually online courses for SEO, would be Coursera.org. And we'll put all these links in the show notes. Um, So they're paid courses um, that you can take and and get a qualification. They're probably a little bit more comprehensive than some of the free ones. Um, But if you do want to do a free course online, then I would suggest going to moz.com or HubSpot. They have some really good courses there for SEO. And if you can't find what you need with those, then I would do a a search uh, on Google for free SEO courses or um, articles on SEO, and you'll pick up quite a lot just by doing that. This option will require some time and effort, and you'll need to be able to learn some developer skills and coding, etc., to enable you to use this method and implement the SEO that you learn. So it's something to be aware of that, you know, um, just because you know SEO doesn't mean you won't necessarily be able to implement all of it because of its uh, requirement for some coding and, and, you know, developer skills. Um, So something to bear in mind, you may actually have to learn that stuff as well. So it pays to think about the approach before you get stuck into doing a whole lot of courses because you might overload yourself. Another method is to outsource. So we talk about freelancers um, and, you know, via Upwork um, would be the platform I would go to. 
you can search for SEO freelancers on there and, and use their advanced filters. And the reason why I say that is because it'll, their search results will bring up quite a lot of people available to do SEO for you. Um, but if you filter them down by um, geographical location, hourly rate, um, you know, ratings that they've been given by previous customers, use all of those tools to filter out the, um, you know, the, the better ones and, and just focus on those. But really drill down to, and, and basically you're trying to exclude the one, the one-stop shop contractors who basically do a lot of stuff, you know, not just SEO, they do all sorts of things. Um, you know, but do it averagely. You want to really get what a person whose sole focus is SEO um, because that's the best result for you. So you may need to have an SEO freelancer and a developer as well. So you might need two um, because obviously we talked just before about some of the SEOs being more technical to implement and you need the skills of the developer to do the coding. Um, so be flexible with how you set that up. You might need to get two contractors on board to, to deal with, with your particular SEO. Another way of outsourcing is to pay a full service company. So um, there's companies like Human Proof Design. So they'll, they have packages where they'll do all of your SEO work for you. So you don't need to go out and find a freelancer and, you know, and interview a number of them and, and you know, um, give them a full on brief and things. Um, companies like Human Proof Designs, they will tell you exactly what you need for your site and they'll set up a, um, you know, monthly plan to meet a budget that you've got uh, and they'll basically put the SEO on autopilot for you. So you, you don't need to worry. They'll send you an invoice each month and they will then um, have a reoccurring order which will go in and, and your, your work will be done for you. Um, so that's a really hands-off way of doing it. Uh, you're letting the experts take care of it for you. The flip side to that is obviously it probably costs you a little bit more. Another option you can do is to do a, a sort of a pseudo mix of the two where you basically set aside some time and track um, experts in SEO and, and guys that I follow are uh, Neil Patel and, and Brian Dean. Um, and they provide heaps of free tips and tricks on SEO each week. So you can subscribe to them and get them in your inbox. Um, and then basically go out and find a developer who you can work well with. So go on Upwork or, or the likes. And basically you're picking SEO items from the emails you're getting from these experts each week, emailing them through to the developer for him or her to implement each week or each month. Um, so, you know, it's about you working out what works for you and setting up the timeframes around that. One thing I would say, if you if you are using outside help, then be sure to set up a brief for them. You know, you want to have a very clear brief of what they are to do. Uh, you know, that's in, to include the timeframes, the budget and the outcomes that you want from it. You want to be able to review the performance of the, of the freelancer or the SEO work um, that's being done each month. And basically looking at the facts. So looking at analysis of, of uh, the SEO to see if it is working. So you can see the results coming through um, on that analysis. And in the next uh, podcast, episode 35, we'll be talking a bit more about that sort of tracking of analysis. 
So if it's not performing, like if you don't see improvements in your website performance, then you know you definitely need to get in there and change it. And that might be changing your freelancer or changing what the structure of the SEO is that you're doing each month. Um, and every, every website is different. So you're going to have to work it out. And it is a bit of trial and error to get what is going to work best for your website, your niche and your industry. So in conclusion, SEO can be a lot of work um, and it can be quite technical, but there's multiple ways to deal with it. And depending on your interest, your budget, availability of time, and I guess your background knowledge of SEO, it really will depend on all of those things for how you will set up your plan going forward. Make sure you calendarize it so you know that it's being done regularly because SEO is a longer term commitment and it's something you need to be doing the whole way through to ensure that the success of your website is, is going to be complete. Emily. Hi, right. Thanks, Blair. Right, I'm going to be um, looking at how to create a morning workout routine. And uh, the reason I'm saying morning is because there's been a quite fair bit of research um, to sort of suggest that a morning workout is really beneficial. However, obviously not one size fits all. Um, so it is about finding something that you can fit into your routine. But I'm just going to tell you some of the benefits of perhaps thinking about doing a morning routine. So things to consider when doing a morning routine. There's fewer distractions. So when you first wake up, you haven't started the day, you haven't started to tackle your to-do list, you get up and get your, your exercise underway. You know, less likely to get phone calls, text messages, emails, so a lot fewer distractions. And so you're probably more likely to follow through with your workout. We do that. We always get up and walk the dog first thing in the morning uh, because I think if we didn't do that, we'd probably end up not doing it mm. or not doing it for as long or whatever because we find then once we get back walking the dog, we're then stuck into our into our work. And, mm. and we certainly we? do a longer walk in the morning, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because you've got more energy as well in the morning. Um, if you live somewhere that's fairly hot, uh, also doing it first thing in the morning, you beat the heat. So it's going to be a lot more comfortable in the morning than um, at, the, at the hottest part of the day. Also, if you start your day right, you are better, you're probably more likely to continue on that good routine throughout the day. Um, there's been various research into that. If you actually start off um, the day with some exercise, you actually make better, healthier, healthier choices of food throughout the day, if, if that's something that you're wanting to tackle. Also, a morning routine um, helps better match your body's hormonal fluctuations, so it increases um, your alertness. Uh, cortisol is a hormone that keeps you awake and alert, and typically cortisol increases in the morning and drops in the evening. So if you have a healthy circadian rhythm, your body might be more primed to exercise at that time. And exercise as well in the morning, it gives you more overall energy. So regular exercise is excellent for boosting energy and reducing your fatigue. But morning particularly uh, will make you then feel more energized for the rest of the day. Yeah, one thing I sort of find is um, works really well to do the exercise in the morning. The only time it doesn't work for me is if I do a big lot of exercise so if I go for a really long run and tire myself out then you know that's probably the only time that maybe that situation doesn't work is 
is because then I'm tired for the rest of the, of the day. Although I don't do yeah, you, a lot of those big exercise routines. Yeah, I think that's the key. It's not overdoing it because yeah. then you will tire yourself out. It's doing the sort of right amount. It's really 20 minutes to half an hour, just getting yeah, your heart rate going. And yeah. And um, so in the next episode, what I'm going to look at, focus on is what to actually eat before you do um, exercise, because often that's, no, you don't really know. I, mean, I know mm. it's like, what do you eat before you exercise? Because you don't want to eat too much because you'll feel heavy, you'll get a stitch, but then you don't want to eat. You, it's not good to not eat either. So uh, we're going to have a look at the sorts of things that you might have um, before you exercise in the next episode. Awesome. Thanks, Emily. Right, that's all we've got time for here, and we'll see you in the next one. And that's a wrap for this episode of Elevating Business. Thanks so much for being part of our show, and we love being able to share with you. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the episode notes on our website, emilyandblair.com. And remember that our website is a huge resource for free, step-by-step guides and articles starting a business online and working through the journey if you like what you're hearing then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend that's all for now and we'll see you in a few days time with our next installment of elevating business now go do something today that will make tomorrow better